0: You two got enough cards on you to play solitaire. Breaking and entering, that's pretty. (laughs) I didn't take nothing and you know it. Lighten up Richie, if I wanna know anything on you all I gotta do is look in the record.
1: Yeah, if you can't find it, you can always make it up.
0: Where'd you get that belt buckle? Friend gave it to me. What is it? It's leaf. What kind? Poison Ivy. You know, you could really use a break. Why don't you give me a name? You guys got a lot of laws, right? Let me tell you something. I only got one law. A kid who tells on another kid is a dead kid.
1: Everybody and welcome to Generation Lost, the show about movies with me, Bryn, and Jeremy Hammond.
0: Yeah, what up, everybody? It's the show where we <laughs> accidentally, several weeks in advance, constantly pick the exact right movie to watch <laughs> at historical moment.
1: Yeah, this is an incredibly—I I mean, I did not know what this movie was that we're going to talk about today until probably yesterday. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> um, I never heard of it. I, I, it's so strange. But it is wildly topical.
0: Yeah. uh (laughs) So I'm excited to get into it. I truly promise you guys, like, it sounds so hard to believe, but this has been on our calendar for months. Since it's been on this exact date for months.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, there actually was some. No, no, we didn't move anything. Yeah. No.
0: Yeah, no, we haven't bumped anything.
1: There's been some 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 moving stuff around just for scheduling, but we had no idea. So, you'll hear it, and you'll understand why, because yeah. you, I'm guessing... you also
0: probably haven't seen this movie, because I don't think anybody <laughs> has.
1: Yeah, I don't know how this movie has slipped through so many cracks, uh, but we'll get to it. What else did you watch this
0: week, Jeremy? Truly an endless series of cracks through which an endless <laughs> series of films can fall. <laughs> Um, I watched, um, I watched Under the Silver Lake and then I rewatched, uh, what do you call it? The, the other one, the, uh, It Follows. It Follows. Yeah. I rewatched It Follows. Okay. Um, so I watched Under the Silver Lake and I, um, didn't like it at all. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Did you find uh, it, I think
0: it boring? Uh, it was extremely boring. It's about an hour <laughs> too long. Mm-hmm. Um, anything that's charming in it is just repeated entirely too many times. And um it a huge mess. Yeah. Oh, wow. One of the things that we talked about when we talked about it follows. I don't remember if we talked about that on the regular or the bonus, but whatever. If, if folks at home, it follows. It's a movie, it's very good. We both really liked it. Yeah um and and
1: and, and that one held up
0: and that one really holds up yeah one of the things we talked about though is this kind of like pop sensibility that it has where it's like such a tight 90 minute movie that like explores everything it needs to explore does everything it needs to do and then that's it that's the movie right right and it's like got an innovative idea it's like a fun premise you know it's got something to say it says it it's done right Mm-hmm. and under the silver lake truly could not be a more opposite movie <laughs> to it follows to the point where like I, if it didn't look exactly the same as it follows i would be so shocked it's the same director yeah um although now i'm wondering if it's like screenwriting is what's happening here is different writers different
1: writers it's possible
0: um but yeah, wow, what a boring movie. It's so long. It's <laughs> what like happens 5 in that movie? hours long.
1: <laughs> so I've heard a lot of like talk about like it being a satire and some people didn't understand the satire of it. Mm-hmm. Um did you find that or do you feel like it was very clearly a satire?
0: No. Um I mean, I don't think it was a satire necessarily. So what it is is it's a uh by the way, they are uh, both written by David Roger, David Robert Mitchell. So uh, no, it's just he fucked up. Um, he <laughs> made a mistake. <laughs> I can absolutely understand why this movie got dumped. I think anybody who looked at it, so the story that I heard, I looked it up later, uh, is that David Robert Mitchell, like when he made this, like brought it to a twenty four. And was like, hey, guys, uh, here's the movie. And they're like, you need to cut so much. And he's like, I (laughs) will not.
1: I refuse.
0: I refuse. And they're like, well, we're A24, so we're not going to make you. But we really recommend that you do. (laughs) 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 And then he didn't. And then they dumped it. And reasonably so. Because I think this would have done about as well (laughs) as it did.
1: Mm, Because it's that boring.
0: And if anything, like dumping it kind of gives it the potential to be like a cult classic that people think was like criminally overlooked.
1: Well, that's that's uh, Red Letter Media's stance. Oh, is it? it? Yeah, because they really liked this movie. They mm-hmm. thought it was very, very good. And, you know, Mike is generally a person who seems to have, you know, it, not a lot of patience for very boring, artsy movies, whereas Jay obviously is more of that kind of guy. Right. Um but he liked it too, so I don't know. I should watch this movie. <laughs> yeah,
0: I don't know, man. It's so so the the premise is that it's um uh a- Andrew Garfield. Okay. Spider Man. Is it Andrew yeah, Spider Man, uh-huh. Is a uh is a classic, like uh, uh Los Angeles layabout type who somehow has like an incredible life and, and money in an apartment, but he never works and then mm-hmm. suddenly uh, like like magic, uh that stuff is kind of like stripped away from him. And it's never explained why. Uh just suddenly he can't afford his hot car anymore. He can't afford his cool apartment anymore. Um he lives in this like gorgeous uh like mid century building with like this fun, like campy kitschy furniture all over his place.
1: Like the Brady Bunch house or something? Uh
0: <laughs> kind of, but like if the Brady Bunch were like swingers. <laughs> Okay. It has that sort of like mid century pervert sort of vibe to it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, like, like a like, like a keys uh, in a dish sort of place. Uh
1: huh. Like the uh, fucking house in the houses in um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood.
0: Yes. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, um, but so he's like this layabout type character who. Um, He uh, inexplicably can fuck any woman, and every woman (laughs) wants to fuck him, and it just keeps happening to him. Pretty much most of the movie is just like repetitions of the same thing where he has like a harebrained idea, explores it for a little bit, things get weirder, and then he has sex with another woman, and it just is that cycle over and over again. But basically, it's he meets this woman who lives in his building complex who he is like super attracted to, and he's like. Uh, let's hang out again tomorrow and she's like yeah let's hang out again tomorrow and then she's gone and like her apartment's empty and he's like where the fuck did she go and the the building manager's like she moved out and he's like who moves out in the middle of the night something happened and he goes on this whole uh, investigation to try to find out what happened to her and it leads him down all these like really surreal rabbit holes that are like it involves um, like codes in music like there's codes uh-huh. in pop music and there's like a dead billionaire and it's like got like a lot of echoes of like like epstein type of stuff and like um like it, it feels a lot like um out of shadows and maybe it's because i watched it twice <laughs> but yeah. it does have a lot of that sort of uh uh feeling to it um but that's not fun it is fun but it, there's too much. Okay. <laughs> there's just too much. <laughs> it's like it, like what I'm saying is that like it keeps being charming and fun and you're like oh this is fun like he has to like yeah. he he meets like another guy who's like part of it is that he's just crazy and all right. of these codes you you keep being like are they even real? Like is he like I texted you halfway through watching it. I turned it off and watched it again the next day. Right. Yeah. My wife and I were watching it. And, and at some point we got bored and, and tired and we were like, <laughs> we'll turn it on again tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And I texted you <laughs> and, um, where I was at at that point was like, I was like, I can kind of see where this is going is that he's crazy and that all of this means nothing. Right. Uh, and if that's the case, it's way too long, <laughs> because I'm an hour in, and I've already guessed that this is where it's going, and there's still another 90 minutes of the movie.
1: Yeah, and that's what happens?
0: Essentially, it's like, um, I mean, it, it the, the conspiracy he unravels is real, and it's weird and, and whatever, but, I mean... the it doesn't have a very strong payoff. I feel Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't think they like earned what they did. And even if they did, it doesn't really have any consequence on anything. He just kind of like discovers that, uh, like, I don't want to spoil it for you because it is so bizarre that it's kind of worth just letting unfold when you watch it. But, but like you
1: guess it but you're saying you guess it basically like halfway through the movie and there should be you many at least cuts g- you at least
0: guess that it's not going to be that he finds her and and it's good or he finds her and she's dead like you're like it's yeah, gonna be yeah. whatever happens is not going to impact his life and that's the case <laughs> and um i don't know it's just weird and and they they leave a lot on the table unexplored, which is insane for being, like, a three-hour movie. <laughs> There's, like, a lot of, um like, background of him where it's, like, you kind of start to get the sense that, like, the, the whole, like, coding and pattern thing isn't new for him. And actually, he's, like, always seeing patterns and stuff. And, like, he's kind of a little insane. And uh-huh. he meets another insane person. And they bounce their crazy off of each other. And you're, like, this is interesting and like maybe this is where it's going and it's about this guy's you know sickness and then they're like and actually there are tunnels under echo park
1: (laughs) really i'm gonna go find them
0: and you're like all right well (laughs) i guess and and just all of these things just happen too long they they take too much time there's like Uh indulgent long scenes of him dancing and shit like it's very joker-esque in that way Um, All right,
1: well, I mean, it's I mean, it's funny, because the way you're describing it seems like there was a movie there.
0: Mm-hmm. Like a very... I think with an hour of cuts, it's a great movie. Oh, interesting. Okay. I think an hour of cuts, you've got yourself another It Follows. I think it's very fun. I also mm-hmm. think he probably needed somebody to to help him with the end, because mm-hmm. I, I think even at 90 minutes, the end is like not really acceptable. <laughs>
1: a little flat.
0: <laughs> it's a little flat, yeah. Um, yeah that's a shame but I also rewatched it follows because I, I had watched this and I realized I hadn't seen it follows since it came out and I realized that it came out what six years ago <laughs> it's a pretty old yeah, movie it's so now.
1: long it's from 2014
0: um and so I rewatched that and uh still love it still holds up absolutely fantastic film uh highly recommend everybody watch it if you like horror at all really really worth a watch um, one and thing and be
1: prepared to be scared cuz it's a yeah, scary movie. Yeah, it's actually movie. scary.
0: It's very good. Um <laughs> but the the premise for those who don't know is is uh there's like a supernatural entity that eh, like, it kind of has never really explored too much uh in terms of like why and where and whatever but essentially the the concept is that when you um uh when you have sex with somebody this supernatural entity is passed to them and uh and, and it leaves it, you it, alone. And it leaves you alone. And uh, uh, it just walks, and just walks at a steady clip, and uh, when it reaches you, it kills you in a very violent and intense way uh, that leaves, like, your the first person we see dead, like, her knee is bent backwards and shit. It's, yeah. like, really intense. <laughs> um, but basically, it just, like, walks at a very slow pace towards you, and once it gets you, it kills you, right? And right. that's the only rule, <laughs> and that's really it. And then once it kills you, then it moves back to the last person, and...
1: That's the thing I really hate about that fucking monster. Is that it is moves that back. It's yeah, that it, that it's like, All right, and then I'm gonna keep going so that even if you like set up a chain of hundreds of people, like mm-hmm. you could be twenty years like twenty years from then you just like start seeing it again. Right. Oh, it's such a creepy movie.
0: Well, so what I was thinking was that well, I think one of the one of the good strategies is to drive circles like people always think like oh i'll just like go really far away uh but i think (laughs) far away is not is not the right um idea because the 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 thing has to like reorient itself to to where you are and so i think if you're driving circles it's constantly resetting itself to walk in a new direction and you're it's Mm -hmm. wasting much more time anyway (laughs) one thing they don't explore in this and i'm very interested watching it a second time is um is it like a is it religious? Like is the is the monster religious?
1: <laughs> is the monster a religious figure? Is he pious?
0: Yeah, because they very distinct it's very heterocentric. There's it's right. it's only if you have like penis and vagina sex. And I'm I, the, the blowjobs don't
1: count, do they say that?
0: Well, so that's the thing is is you don't really know, and that's not explored, and and so I was wondering like, do like what does the monster consider sex? Yeah, <laughs> how much like nope,
1: that doesn't count. Ca- Anal doesn't, doesn't have count. to. Doesn't have
0: to be to completion. Does it have to be just like like just uh-huh. an in and out? Does that count? And and because it's like because <laughs> the thing is it's it's like if it if a blowjob doesn't count, then that means that like there's nothing lesbians can do to pass it to each other there's no there's no act that they can do right um and, and or cis lesbians i guess would be the the right way to think of this sure but in any event and, the point is <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> there is meat on the bone i think they could have explored this idea <laughs>
1: yeah there is a part of me that wants it follows to be longer or uh-huh. like to have some sort of like extra special dvd thing where it's like what about this yeah where is
0: andrew garfield in this yeah you know i I want andrew garfield unleashed on this world (laughs) to be like going through and and he's having sex all the time and so he's constantly having these like moments where he could be like i wonder if this counts you know
1: (laughs) does this count i want this uh yeah i want to see it's like if you fuck a guy if you're a guy and you fuck a guy does it pass to them yeah if it if you if our two girls does that count uh do you have to does is there to finish do you have to like does semen have to be involved yeah it's very confusing
0: um but either way fantastic film it's very easy to make it's very easy to like goof on and like make fun of the idea because it is like it's it's inherently silly i think (laughs) the idea but it
1: kind of knows that which is why it's so good because it's like or what i remember is it like uh, feels like the characters are like this is nuts and mm-hmm. insane and we don't understand why this would be happening, but it is. Yeah, and it's just like
0: it doesn't matter. It's it like really it's encouraged- happening, so it's like you've got to <laughs> do what you're doing. You know, right?
1: And it it kind of encourages you to be like, yes, this is very silly, uh-huh. but the deaths are not silly and they're very scary <laughs>
0: right and 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 they're very smart to focus what they're doing and what they're talking about around all of the other stuff around it so mm-hmm. it's like instead of asking my stupid you know questions of like what counts <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're what asking will, you know what will like, send me to hell <laughs> yeah they're they're asking like what like what does it feel like to know that you're passing on a bad thing. You know, what is it? What uh-huh. Because, like, part of the fear of it is, like, not just the supernatural entity, but also the dread of knowing that, like, in order to stop it, you have to give it to somebody else. And and, and it plays with the psychology a lot more than right. you think it would.
1: And, I, and also, it seemed like the person didn't, like... I don't know if it actually addresses this, but it seems like there's a point where... Uh, the person can't know that they're being passed to it. Cause I always wondered like, why don't they just fuck each other?
0: Right. And then, Well, just that's like... part of the problem. That's how this first came up is that their click is, uh, it's a, it's a dude and then two girls. And I was like, well, if they all fuck each other, but then does that count?
1: How does, does it Does it count? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I must know.
0: Cause it does feel like you could at least like, cause if you haven't had it, you can't see it but if mm-hmm. you have had it, you can. So I was like, well, at least on a logistical level, like yeah, if, they all, if they all have sex with each other and then give it back to the initial one, like she's still on the hook for the moment, you know, mm-hmm. but you all can see it and that will help in the, because there's a lot that happens with them not being able to see it. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, a very good the movie. movie. It's a
1: great movie. <laughs> uh, uh, and, and I it, also,
0: it, I, I really appreciate that like, David Robert Mitchell, like, for all the faults with with um, Under the Silver Lake, he has the integrity not to have done It Follows 2. And, sure. you know, gone the ring route where it's like, I don't know if you saw, like, the most recent, I don't even know if it's the most recent, like, one of the more recent ring movies where there's, like, the college professor and he has, like, the ring club at the college where everybody watches it. <laughs> and, like, I don't remember how, but they have some way that they've figured out to, like, Oh cuz they have to copy the tape and they all know yeah. this and they're like oh well if you just copy it then you're fine but we just keep the copies here and don't like put them anywhere.
1: <laughs> Is that I thought there was only two American ring movies.
0: No, so there was three initial ones and then they just did like a a soft reboot one. That oh, God. Uh, opens with like a fucking <laughs> plane crash. Uh, it's like Samira or whatever her name is. is it Samira, what what is her Samara, name? Samara. Yeah. Samara. like crawls out of like the little um, <laughs> like the little TV in the cockpit of the plane.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what's funny is in the book which I read. There's a book. Um, well, it's based off a book. It's based off a Japanese book. Oh. Um, Graphy nov. No, just a novel. <laughs> it's good. It's really good, but. Uh, the idea is that she can travel. Like, they don't show it, mm-hmm. and, but the very first murder or like the first death that is in the book is like through a car radio. Oh, because she can travel through like any waves.
0: Oh, interesting. Um, I thought it was so gonna be like, like an like a modern car with like one of those like GPS interfaces. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, I guess the idea any is any
0: screen. Like- <laughs>
1: <laughs> well i think that's the thing is that the book is more surreal and strange and it's like you don't have to actually show the idea of a person operating through right like signals in the air it's sort of more the concept of somebody like being killed by signals over the air mm-hmm. um which is much scarier on paper than it is having to solve that in visual <laughs> in you know in a visual space right uh, but yeah there is a certain level of like does it get too dumb if you explain all of the rules? I think what's fun about it follows is you can have the conversations and maybe if they were like here's every single thing you could think of, here's for your like, you know, nerd brain that wants to know all the rules, it'd be like, All right, shut up.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well what's fun is it it um it's it's tooled so perfectly for for idiots like us. Because right. it's the, the questions it doesn't answer are all the stupid ones. And so you're just like, yeah, but like...
1: Yeah, but... <laughs> what if what if you put it in the butt? <laughs>
0: anyway, what, what did you watch this week?
1: Uh, okay, I watched... Uh, so I watched two movies, um... One that I wanted to mention, I know we've talked about this movie now on the past three episodes. If you're a bonus subscriber, I'm sorry. Yeah, but, but I also, finally... who cares? Shut up. <laughs> you like it. You <laughs> love it. Uh, I finally watched uh, Watchmen all the way through, mm. uh, the, the, sem- uh, the classic uh, t- 2009 uh, Zack Snyder film, um, and I watched, I revisited it, and we talked about this on the last episode, that I had seen it once in the theater, uh, and never again, but I really liked it, and I think it holds up. Um, so I watched the director's cut, which is really long. Yeah, what like, is it, like three and a half at least? <laughs> I think it's three hours, yeah, three and a half, maybe.
0: Because the real one is not short. <laughs> it's it's pretty long. Like, the theatrical um, release is already uh, not tidy.
1: Right, so I watched the director's cut and um, boy is it long.
0: Yeah, um, It's got, um, so what's I've, added to it <laughs> here is we've got all the all the cartoons.
1: I didn't see the cartoons. The cartoons weren't in this one. It what? was just long. <laughs>
0: what the fuck? So there's an even longer one because the <laughs> one mean, that I saw has the, the black sail thing in it. Really? Yes. Is it was and like a like fan cut and or something? No, I mean it's like real like, it's like you know, expensive animation. It doesn't look like a fan cut.
1: No, no. I mean, I know they, they, um, I know that they released the, the, the black, the, what the fuck is it called? The black treater or whatever. Black
0: Pearl.
1: Um, oh my God. According to collider, there is a director's cut versus an ultimate cut. Yeah. So I must've um, watched the ultimate cut. I think you did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, it includes the tales of the black, black freighter. Um, Yes, and that is very long.
0: Damn, so I guess you got to watch another one. Guess
1: I have to watch it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I will not be doing that. It's funny uh, that that's
0: the thing they added because it's like uh, not cheap to make a cartoon.
1: Right. I mean, just that's for su-
0: like, what would have been a DVD release of a secondary, you know, extra directory cut for a movie <laughs> that like people generally didn't like.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i don't know why how it got to this point but i think that's just the only difference is that one has the little cartoon and right the other one doesn't so what did you um, think so i thought uh i think i'm right <laughs> mm-hmm. uh i was talking to uh uh matt chrisman a little bit about it uh he has a really great review of it on his letterbox mm-hmm. that is all of the issues and i think he's totally correct about it except that he basically thinks that zack snyder not getting the movie and not understanding it at all basically makes it a bad movie but i think that even through all of it the content of of the uh of the graphic novel is in the movie um and even if it feels a little weird in places because it's like shiny and glossy I thought that, you know, you were saying uh some of the fighting like is so violent um and it like it wants them to make them look cool or yeah. whatever. Uh-huh. But like the Night Owl is so stupid. Uh-huh. And like he he's he's like a um almost a cartoonishly shitty guy. Um and I thought the Silk Spectre has like real like dumb rich lib energy. Like I thought they actually really got some of those small character things down pretty good. Right. Um, and then the with the fighting, it's like it is very violent, and most of that is just because Zack Snyder uh thinks is, it's uh, very cool. Yeah, he thinks it's incredibly cool. Um
0: like Rorschach is so cool in the movie and he <laughs> like and that sucks. <laughs>
1: I I don't I mean, he is cool because of like the dumb things that teenage boys think are cool, sure. but like he He definitely is a huge misogynist and racist from
0: the beginning. But what I mean is, um, like, Zack Snyder clearly thinks Rorschach is very cool. Like, he he gives, like, the, the whole prison sequence where he's, like... With, with the whole, like, oh, I'm locked in here. <laughs>
1: You're locked in here with me, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, and he, like, steps up onto the toilet, because he's so smart, and he, what is he, like, electrocute the guy or something? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's a lot of stuff in there that, like, You're like, it's like when people say that, like, Walter White is not supposed to be looked up to, and you're like, he put a fucking machine gun rig in his car, (laughs) and like, that was his big heroic end. Like, he
1: blew in the very first season, he blows up a whole apartment with some crazy mineral. He's a fucking superhero. And that's the thing is that there is, like, the shots of the movie are power fantasy shots. Mm -hmm. Like, Zack Snyder does not know how to make things that aren't power fantasies. Um, And I think one thing Matt is really right about is uh, Ozymandias is just really miscast.
0: He does nothing. He's, like, for being the main villain, he, like, is barely in the movie.
1: (laughs) He's barely in the movie, and he, like, doesn't seem imposing or, like...
0: No. Although I guess he's not supposed to, right?
1: Well, he's, like, a billionaire who, like is like really charming i guess like everyone likes him and like sure. likes that he has a bunch of money and he's just like this sort of like blank slate idiot who just like doesn't do anything but you're supposed um,
0: to like it's supposed to be a twist that he's the bad guy right and the the thing that right. you're going to always run into with him is that like you want to make him imposing and intimidating enough that like it like tracks later when mm-hmm. he's revealed to be the main bad guy <laughs> Uh, but you don't want him to be so imposing that, like, from moment one, you're like, well, clearly Ozymandias is, is, the is, is the bad guy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, it is a tough, I think it's tough for anybody. And I, and I, but I think that my point that I made still stands that if someone was smarter and directed this movie, it might still not work. Yeah. Just because it's like, what would be the point of it? Right. of 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 sort of making this dumb satire where it's just like look at all these terrible people like I don't want to see it and laugh at them exactly and I think that giving them humanity still does work yeah. um I think that the comedian is really good I think all of that stuff is really funny even through Zack Snyder's lens, like there's a part where the comedian just like opens fire on civilians, yeah, <laughs> and the, the night owl is like, "What happened to the American dream?" <laughs>
0: yeah, and he's like, "You're looking at it." Yeah, the thing is, they they like put drops on all of these like big, um, these big lines like that where you're yeah. like, I don't know if Zack Snyder thinks that's a cool line or not. <laughs>
1: yeah, does he think it's funny or cool? And it's like you, it's you're kind of left up to you as the audience um to just decide how you think about it and i think it kind of works i think um, it does
0: yeah i think it like lets them be like emotionally impactful in the way that you interpret them but it's like i i think your thesis about it is right which is that i think a dumb director is who you needed for this and i almost feel yeah. like he's too smart and you needed someone even dumber <laughs> a
1: little dumber like a little
0: <laughs> bit dumber like <laughs> I can't think of who, but you need somebody who is like, I mean, maybe he's the perfect director because he's right (laughs) at the he's right at the crossroads of absolute idiot and like aesthetically has something to to say. Like he visually he has something that he's trying to do
1: right and i think the only way it could have been a little better is if christopher nolan directed it someone who is wildly stupid <laughs> fucking <hate> but <laughs> so bad has barely ever directed a good movie yeah. but his visual understanding would have suited the movie better um just in certain because it's like but then i get, again like from a certain perspective like the watchman is supposed to be drawn like like silver age comics right like so, it, like, why not have a movie that looks like a superhero movie? Do you, you know, know what who I mean? could
0: have done a job... <laughs> this is gonna sound so stupid, and I'm like already uh, <laughs> second guessing this. But Tim Burton, <laughs> could you imagine Tim Burton's Watchmen? <laughs>
1: oh my god!
0: Because he'd put that camp factor in, he would right. actually like dial up the camp a little bit the to, to let Tim it Burton. feel like a comic, but it would still. But yeah, but he doesn't understand like for for being so goth and and so spooky, he like doesn't understand sadness at all. <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Like his movies are never like. I mean, maybe I have just haven't seen the right one. I haven't seen, like, Big Fish and shit, but, like...
1: I think that one's pretty... But, no, that one, it fails pretty badly. I think the only movie that, like, it's even kind of close to real emotion are... Edward Scissorhands works because it's saccharine. Mm -hmm. Like, it's a Hallmark card of gothness. Right. Um, But then... Ed Wood is really the only one that's oh I never like saw that one has this really deep oh you should watch that's the good one right? right that's the one that's, that's supposed the best to be good
0: because <laughs> yeah. otherwise he sucks
1: <laughs> no he's good uh, uh, at least for half of his movies um, I think Mars Attacks is good
0: I, actually I love Mars Attacks yeah yeah that's true um,
1: Beetlejuice is great um,
0: I think the cartoons better
1: <laughs> okay I think they did a better that's job fun. on the cartoon. <laughs> But yeah, he, you're, you're. I think you, you've got something there that he doesn't really understand. Sadness. Yeah. Um. But he's too smart at the same time. I think to like do like he would be like, he would cast like someone really shitty. It would to be do, Johnny Depp. To do, would, of course, it would be Johnny Depp. To do Night Owl. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. No Johnny Night Depp Ozymandias.
0: would be like um,
1: Ozymandias.
0: No. And he'd be slimy. No, because he's got to be. Um... <sighs>
1: He's got to be in every scene. <laughs> he's got to be in like most of the scenes, <laughs> and he's got
0: to be um, he's got to be somebody that you can twist a little bit to like put some fun makeup on, and you can't oh, do so that on Doctor Manhattan. Ideas. Maybe <laughs> Doctor Manhattan. Yeah, he could be Doctor Manhattan. Sure.
1: Yeah, shaved head Johnny Depp. Uh
0: huh. Who yeah, else? But- Who else? Helena Bonham Carter obviously is, is Silk Spectre.
1: So, oh, the old Silk
0: Spectre. I guess yeah. yeah.
1: And then he'd he'd make the young Silk Spectre one of the Fanning girls or whatever. Yeah. Okay. And then <laughs> my thing who would Night Owl would be like Steve Buscemi or something. You know oh what I mean? God. Like he'd be he'd be really like <laughs> this is Ugh. so upsetting now. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> yeah.
0: God, who I else don't know. are in I his movies like
1: mm, lots of people. I know. Uh, Danny like... DeVito's always there. Oh, yeah. Aaron Cohen's been there recently. Um
0: Danny DeVito as, as Rorschach. As Rorschach?
1: <laughs> like waddling around. And a comedian
0: died in New York.
1: <laughs> All these fucking hooas. <laughs> I like f- banging whores. It's very funny. <laughs>
0: um, anyway, right. what was the other thing that you
1: watched? Oh, I watched... Also, I watch What We Do in the Shadows. Um, everyone has been telling me that What We Do in the Shadows, uh, the, mo- the TV show has been very good this season. Have you... No, watched I've never seen any all? of it.
0: Uh, okay. Um, I keep meaning to because we, we watched a Rabbit and I really liked it.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, well, I people keep telling me the show is really good and I, I was wanting to watch it, but I'd never seen the movie, so I threw on the movie. And it's... Um, Taika Waititi is in it. He's like one of the main characters and mm-hmm. he's really funny. Like he's, he's you know, uh, Jermaine from... Um, flight of the concords is one of the main vampires and he's really funny it's pretty uh it's a very like lightly funny comedy do you know
0: what i mean yeah, like it's not uh-huh.
1: a laugh out loud you know it's no jackass
0: too right it's, it's like a it's like a wes anderson it's like a it's like yeah. a slight smile occasionally you'll push air out of your nose
1: <laughs> and i mean uh you know in the same way like spinal tap if you've have you know, the first time you see Spinal Tap, you're not, like, crying, laughing, oh, really. Oh,
0: beg to differ. Beg to differ. I love oh, maybe Spinal I'm Tap the first time maybe I, I saw it. Maybe I've just seen it too many times. I That's don't even That's the thing is it's so it. hard to recapture the magic because, like, mm-hmm. Spinal Tap well, in particular, like, has been, like, it, it's such a part of culture now that, like, every right. single thing in it, you're like, oh, I know that already. Yeah, Stone I know hinge. that already.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the smell of the love Yeah. Yeah, but it's funny. So, I don't know. I didn't laugh. I wasn't... There was no point where I was like... I don't know if I ever, like, actually laughed out loud. It was sort of just like, hmm, yeah ah, that's cute. Uh, there's one point where the, the the main joke that made me laugh was when they're introducing the characters. Well, He's like, oh, he's an older vampire. He's 500 years old. So he's a little bit backwards on some things you know he doesn't have the most up-to-date morals or whatever and they just Mm -hmm. cut to him and he's like we should get slaves
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's very fun
1: because you think he's gonna say like oh he doesn't like gay people or something right (laughs) no it's like just right up to the top (laughs) (laughs) yeah human Um, rights
0: violations
1: (laughs) (laughs) um so, But there's, like, that one joke, and then basically besides that, I think it's all sort of, like, a little bit, like, oh, they have to get let in. It's a little cheeky. It's, yeah. you know, we need to be invited in. How do we get invited into a club? It's a bouncer, you know, like.
0: <sighs> Boo. Uh,
1: you know what I mean? Like, there's just, like, they're vampires, and then they explore that idea for a long time.
0: Right. I think I'm just sick of vampires.
1: It's so old, though. It's from, like, 2000. 2000- 10 or something oh, so it was when um, this would have been a relevant
0: this, conversation yeah
1: right exactly so you know nothing really in there's no moment in the movie where it's like oh this is an emotional shift or they like you're supposed to really care about these characters and that was sort of my biggest issue with it was that it's just like it's a straight comedy but it's not very funny like it's charming and i enjoyed watching it there's like a lot of cute parts and like it never drags right it's like they move on to stuff and they keep changing the stakes and you know, they go to a big party where you see all the other, you know, types of werewolves and zombies and stuff. And it's funny and it's like a monster mash or whatever. Um, so they, they explore it really well. There's just never, for me, there wasn't enough comedy. Mm -hmm. Um, and if you're going to do a mildly charming movie that has not huge laughs, you should really have like really, um, Characters that you really, really care about and like have some moments of like sadness and success, and and you know, right, like a West on a right exactly. And it's not really that either, mm-hmm. it's just like, okay, they're it's a cute movie, and then they they and then it's over. So, uh, it's fine, it's a fine movie. It's if you want to watch a mockumentary about vampires, this is about how you'd expect it would be. Um, so I'm gonna watch the show, and hopefully, it's better. <laughs>
0: Um yeah, I, I plan to watch the show. I don't think I'll watch the movie probably unless
1: I as far as I can tell, you could you could probably skip it. And um, there's skip, nothing yeah. super that you have to know. It's fine.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get into the movie.
1: The movie. This week we watched a movie that I'd never heard of, and it is called Over the Edge.
0: The nineteen seventy nine film by Jonathan Kaplan. And I know what you're thinking. Who's Jonathan Kaplan? I don't know either.
1: (laughs) He, that name does ring a bell.
0: It just, it's a name. It's like, it's, it's like a regen, you know?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So when we, when you told me, when I looked at this movie on the list, I thought, over the edge, the arm wrestling movie starring Sylvester Stallone. (laughs) 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 I have always wanted to watch that. Um. But that is not this movie. No, and this then is, you were that thinking... That movie's called Over the Top.
0: You were thinking, oh, no, that animated movie with uh, the soundtrack by Ben Folds. No, <laughs> yeah, that's Over the Hedge.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I have seen that one, and I remember that that is not this movie. Um, but yeah, so this is a movie from, what did you say, 1979? 1979, 1979, yeah. Which is a lot later than it seems this movie feels like it's from the early 70s Mm -hmm. or like 60s um just because of the way it's shot i think
0: yeah Um, and i think the styling too and and it kind of has that feeling of i feel like this is probably pretty common i don't have like the data to back it up but i bet like anytime somebody's making movies about teens they just feel a couple of years too early because the person is remembering what it was like when they were a teen
1: that makes sense to me. Yeah, it's definitely because you think about like stand by me and like uh lean on me. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, movies of your when you think about those movies, I feel like they're always a little bit it feels like they're taking place a long longer time ago. Cuz these kids don't seem like they're basically the kids from Freaks and Geeks.
0: Right, or like, or Like Freaks and Geeks
1: is that year.
0: Yeah, or that like um yeah, they're on the they're not on the precipice of the 80s. It does not feel like technology mm-hmm. is there yet.
1: <laughs> no, it feels like they have never even heard of like a telephone. <laughs> yeah. They're like, do they have TV in this in this world? It feels like TV barely exists. Yeah, you don't really
0: see a lot of TV. There's I don't no know. like I
1: was not there in 1979, so I don't really know what it looks <laughs> like, but in the rural it looks like a suburban rural area where they um, don't have anything. Yeah. It's very boring. So, so. Quick,
0: um, quick plot recap here. Um, it's a very simple story, not a lot to, to, to say on the matter, but essentially the story is about a planned community called New Granada, that is in Colorado, it's one of those planned suburbs that just kind of pops up out of nowhere, and they build the whole thing, and then everybody moves in all at once, right? And Mm -hmm. so the city, as they say in, like, a title card right at the beginning, they're like, the city planners didn't account for the fact that there were gonna be young people there, and so they didn't really build anything for the kids. And so all Mm -hmm. it is is just, like, a bunch of houses, and then there's, like, commercial strips and whatever, where, like, everybody goes to work, and, like, and that's really it, and 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 so these kids are just kind of like let loose onto this community in the middle of nowhere with nothing to do. They have a youth center that is seemingly built out of like an old airport, like an airplane hangar or something. Like it doesn't look like that was planned. <laughs> like it looks like that popped <laughs> right. up later. It looks very like improvised. Yeah,
1: maybe the kids made it somehow.
0: Yeah, but they have like so many kids. There's a ton of them. And the, the rec center is the size of, you know, like a Brooklyn apartment building, maybe. And it has like uh, like a, a pool table and a ping pong table. And that is it. So there's nothing else for mm-hmm. these kids to do. So they all start just getting into what bored teens get into. So they're like stealing and, and doing drugs and uh, all sorts of just like, you know, destructive activities. Right. And um, we mostly just follow them. And just kind of like what they're doing, what they're getting into, and whatever for most of it, and um, you know, going to parties, being kids,
1: yeah, trying to fuck each other, trying to fuck get each other, get fucked stuff.
0: up, and then uh, at some point in the movie, um, Matt Dillon, who is one of the main kids, uh, uh, him and the the other kid, um, Carl. Uh, who's played by Michael Kramer, who I don't know who the fuck that is. I don't think he's anybody. Um, I don't think anybody in this movie was anybody except Matt Dillon, basically.
1: Matt Dillon was his first movie, so he definitely wasn't anybody, yeah. but he became somebody.
0: Yeah, but everybody else is like first time actors, people who didn't really do a whole hell of a lot. And mm-hmm. uh, But basically the two of them are are going to run away together in a, in a stolen Jeep and uh, they, they get chased by the police. Matt Dillon uh, pulls a gun on the cop. The cop shoots him. He dies. And then the kids of the town just fucking riot. And they right. lock all the adults in a convention center and they just like burn the town down. <laughs> <laughs> and then the end of it is that they all get arrested and that's kind of the story.
1: And that's they all all of them. Yeah. Like basically every kid in the town. Yeah, gets like, sent in a
0: school bus to somewhere. Don't know where.
1: <laughs> hopefully juvenile I mean, I hopefully nowhere bad, but Probably it bad. Like yeah, bed, yeah. bad, yeah. Seems um, pretty bad,
0: yeah. So, Bryn, you'd never seen this movie, you'd never heard of this movie. I'd never heard of it. i uh, never seen it. What'd you think?
1: Uh, I found it interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie feels... So, at first, it sort of feels like... I don't know, it felt a lot like The Outsiders at first. Um, yeah.
0: Partly because Matt Dillon's in it. <laughs>
1: Partly because Matt Dillon's in it, but mostly just because it's just like kids sort of hanging out, mm-hmm. and like not really much else is happening. Um, but as it got a little darker, it started like before when they first find the gun. Right is sort of when the movie sort of takes a turn because yeah,
0: because so they find a gun. Uh, the these girls that uh, that Carl and Richie is Matt Dillon's name. So Carl and right. Richie are hanging out with these chicks. And they're like, hey, by the way, we have a gun that we just found. <laughs> we <laughs> and found it's treated one. so casually. And they're like all playing with it and like throwing it, and, like very mm-hmm. casually touching it,
1: pointing it at each other, yeah. <laughs> looking down the barrel. It made me very uncomfortable. <laughs> like this. Well, that. So that was like the first thing in the. Well, so really the first thing that I'm just thinking about now uh, that was like, oh, this movie is not the outsiders is when one of the random kids is in class and he's like, "Oh man, I was uh I took something I thought was speed, but it turns out it was fucking lSD yeah <laughs> and the kid's just like tripping in in the classroom and it like doesn't seem to be they didn't like try to do a trip scene mm-hmm. you know they just, they just like, like have to show... look
0: at the art like they're in like an yeah. art history class and he's like looking at creepy parts of the art
1: right and just like looking like he's freaking out and he's like uh." Oh. That's so gross. Um, and it's Hieronymus Bosch's hell or whatever. Yeah. Um, and that part I was like, oh, this is a weirder movie than, you know, The Outsiders. It's not just going to be like something. And then once the gun shows up, it started really feeling like kids. Mm-hmm. The Larry Clark movie. Yes, absolutely. Um, where it's just like, wow, this is <laughs> really intense and they don't seem to care. Um So, yeah, it's very similar
0: to kids because I mean, partly because it's they're actually using kids, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, not super common. Uh, Everybody actually is the age that they purport to be in the movie.
1: Yeah. Matt Dillon, to be clear, is 14 in this movie. He's so
0: young. He's so little. Um, He
1: looks like a baby. They all look like babies.
0: And um, they they're all like first time actors. And so it has this sort of like it's it's similar to to bicycle thieves too where it's like it's got this neorealist sort of vibe to it where yeah. like the acting isn't g- like technically good but it's like viscerally good where mm-hmm. it's like, it feels like all this shit's really happening because none of these people can act. And so none of them are like hung up on the idea of like, yeah, how am I going to make it look real when I play with the gun? <laughs> you know, they just right. play with the gun and you're like, that's so much scarier. <laughs> yeah,
1: please stop playing with the gun because y- I mean, even like I've worked on sets. If you have fake guns, no one is supposed to touch them but the actors right. who have to touch them. And even then, like, they're not supposed to p- look down the barrel and, like, point them at their heads yeah. and shit. And they're just, like, doing that. <laughs> and it's, like, I'm sure that they were safe and that it was, like, a very, very fake gun. Yeah. But it doesn't look <laughs> like it. And, like, there are scenes where, like, when Matt Dillon fires the gun, there's no cut. So it has blanks in it. Yeah. He shoots the fucking gun and then, like, there's no cut, and he like points it at his own head. Yeah, and he's like like blowing the smoke people. out of it and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're like gra- trying to grab it from each other. So yeah, there's it, it, there's a weird sensation of watching this movie where it's not the most entertaining movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a sort of you know you're just watching kids run around and be assholes to each other, right? For a lot of it, um. But when it is, but it is very realistic feeling um, in a weird way. Um, so it's it's definitely interesting. And then lots of the f- more interesting stuff that I wasn't expecting was, like, with the dad. Mm-hmm. The dad is, like, some sort of real estate guy. He's, like, a who, car like,
0: dealer, I believe. He owns a dealership.
1: Oh, he owns a dealership. Well, why is he, like, talk why is he bringing those guys...
0: Because I think land. He, he like is a part investor in the town or something like that. Because mm. it's a planned community and it's like private, and you have to like. Uh, they talk a lot about how you have to like apply to live there, and how they want to like keep the right people in town and whatever, and like yeah, get the right people a, to move a racist there. Town. <laughs> um, there. Yeah, there's there's nobody, no people of color in this town.
1: <laughs> <laughs> not even like. Not even.
0: Uh, not even a Ralph Macchio. Not, not even like, like a, Ma- <laughs> <laughs> Not even a particularly dark Italian.
1: <laughs> no, it is all whites. Um, um, and that's... Another thing that's interesting about this movie is that these kids hate the cops mm-hmm. just because they're, you know, adult-like figures, not because they, like, have particularly tried to hurt them in any way.
0: No, but I mean, then, I think that they do, because it's like...
1: Well, later. I mean, like, once... I mean, they well, talk Well, so they kill them. Matt
0: Dillon. But but before right. that, like, the sense that you get from the way that they interact with the cops... Because you, you see them interact pretty pretty early on, right? There's the BB gun mm-hmm. thing, which is kind of whatever. You're like, I'm an adult. I get it. You can't be pointing BB guns <laughs> off of fucking overpasses. Nobody knows it's a fake gun. I get that. Right? But, but when, like... They're harassing, uh, uh, you know, Richie and Carl, and when they're like harassing the kids at the youth center, you're like, you're starting to realize, kind of part of this this cloth that they're creating of this, um, of this like suburban misery is right. the idea that like not only do these kids have nothing to do, the cops have nothing to do either. And so yeah. all the cops have to do is harass the teens. And so you're just constantly like poking these kids who have nothing to do and all of these like hormones so building bored. up and yeah. <laughs> they're just so violently horny all the time <laughs> <laughs> that you just are just like, like even if Matt Dillon didn't die, it felt like what happens in the end is kind of inevitable anyway, because of right. how much you're just like building up all this tension with no release, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, then, what happens at the end is they they fucking go crazy and and tear everything down, which is very cool yeah <laughs> um you know they're they they, and what's, make what's no, about,
0: they 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 no cuts. The, the the riot scene is is just like nothing but fun baby it's it's playing the hits you know yeah. <laughs> it is third encore shit. like they're just like like blowing up cars breaking windows flipping yeah. off the cop like it's great
1: killing a cop they murder yeah, that they guy cur- they
0: kill a cop yeah uh-huh
1: it's very good um and and that's what's interesting about this movie is that they don't seem to think that that's bad like the cops are sort of the antagonists right and like at the end the kids basically win (laughs) Mm -hmm. like uh our main character carl is like handcuffed to the back of a police uh car or excuse me in the back of a police car right and uh he's being dragged to presumably jail um (laughs) when the kids are on the side of the road shoot the officer (laughs) with a bb gun and then he crashes into the rec center, which then catches on fire. And Carl undoes his um his handcuffs and escapes. And then it just fucking blows up. Yeah, they just leave him <laughs> and, there. And they're like, Woohoo! I also am not sure <laughs> that it was win. a BB gun.
0: It may have just been a regular gun, because they'd gotten regular guns at that point. At some point right. they like find they, they just open the police car trunk during the riot and like take all the guns out. Oh, yeah, and, like, yeah. The parents are like, They have guns
1: now. <laughs> Right uh, there's a lot of scenes where the the parents are trying to get a hold of people. there's also the um the uh the guidance counselor who looks like she's 25. yeah she runs something. the
0: she runs the rec center and mm-hmm. uh, at some point in the movie like so you know one of the things that they see in here a lot is the idea that there's nothing for the kids to do right. And the dad, Carl's dad, is like showing this land to these Texas developers who want to turn it into an industrial park. And um, Carl keeps talking to his dad, like, are they going to build the bowling alley there? And he's like, Mm -hmm. nope, sorry, son. You're going to have to take this one for the team. We need an industrial (laughs) park. They're going to need to build a warehouse to assemble um, whatever. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. What bullshit. do they what do they have in the late seventies? Uh <laughs> oh, oh, oh. box fans. <laughs> yeah. Um
1: little uh, fans for your house. Yeah.
0: Um, but you know they—they're like really holding out hope for this bowling alley or something they else to do. Anything? Like they're—they're yeah. they're begging the town for anything to do aside from drugs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and the town is like, I'm sorry, not this time, not this time, not this time, son.
0: <laughs> um. Oh, but so the the rec center, right? Um, is the frequent target of police harassment because the police have nothing to do, so they're always fucking with the teens and uh, at some point they find some hash on one of the kids and they're like all right we're shutting down the rec center it's clearly a drug den and you're like yeah. no no Terrible. haven't you been watching Terrible the rest movie. of the movie <laughs> <laughs> But they shut down the rec center, and and so in the last scene, what's happening is they're having a big town hall meeting to be like, "Look, shit's getting really out of hand. These kids are doing drugs. They're like breaking stuff. Everything is fucked. We need to like really lay down the hammer on these kids." Oh, and Matt Dillon mm-hmm. dies, and the the cop is like, "Yeah, I'm not sorry." Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Not well." He pulled a gun on me. He pulled so a gun on I, me. I'm in the right, actually.
0: But the uh, the the woman from the rec center is there to. Um, to try to advocate for the rec center and to try to advocate for, for Matt Dillon and to be like, look guys, like this is bad. What's happening. You need to reopen the rec center. And they're like, fuck you lady. Fuck off
1: bitch. (laughs)
0: Um, But the, the resolution ends up being partly that she talks to this kid, right? That she's sitting Mm -hmm. there by the, they're all locked in the, in the town center and she's sitting by the the cage door thing that they've locked, and this kid's just skateboarding around. She's like, hey, could you get me that phone? And he's like, yep. And you're like, oh, sure. that was all it took was just talking to them like a person. Right. <laughs> just treat them like <laughs> a human being, and they give you the phone, and you can call the other cops. <laughs> get this all sorted. Right. Um, but then the other thing that stops it, and I think this is probably the most realistic thing in the whole movie, is that, at varying times um people in the riot uh start to reach their uh limit of rioting and they're you know th- you you may have a strong appetite for it but at some point you're full and mm-hmm. you know everybody at one point or another you, and we see so many people have this exact same moment throughout the the riot where they're just like oh yeah no I'm done rioting I think I'm going to go home yeah I'll see, you later. <laughs> see you guys later this is a lot <laughs> tired. <laughs> and so when the cops come it seems like it's mostly it's mostly done at this point anyway. Right. Um, we
1: killed a guy. We set the rec center on fire. It's fine.
0: So upon this viewing, I wasn't sure if the director thinks this is cool or not. Like, I... I So the first time I saw it was because I was an anarchist and I was hanging out with anarchists and they were like, this movie's got like a great riot at the end. And you're like, nice. Hell yeah. (laughs) Let's watch it. And um, But this time, it's the title card is what kind of really uh, threw me. The opening title card? The opening title card. They have this like little stat that they show on the screen where it's just like kids Mm -hmm. are doing vandalism at a higher and higher rate. And then it's like these kids the you know the, they're 25% of the the population or whatever yeah uh,
1: yeah it, it's and so part of me is I like is it like, like an the... exploitation
0: film is it like uh mm-hmm. is it supposed to be like you're supposed to be leaving this being like holy shit teenagers are terrifying
1: i mean i think that's definitely a part of why the movie is made mm-hmm. um for sure the ending uh, felt really tacked on to me because yeah. it feels like the 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 big explosion of the car and the rec center and then the death of the cop feels like they're just like okay we did it, and then just like having them all get carted off in a school bus and just like the five kids who are left are like bye,
0: yeah
1: <laughs> it, I don't know what that's supposed to do emotionally right um, or I guess ideologically well I guess um,
0: like it's like
1: crime doesn't pay kids well so that's the question clearly forced into it or like they they had nothing else to do
0: right my my thinking this time watching the end was that there's something really deeply uh like upsettingly ironic about the fact that they're all being sent to prison in a school bus Yeah. (laughs) They're in, like, a literal yellow school bus being sent to prison. They're all sitting there. We get the shot of them all, like... They look like they should be, like, singing a song together, like... Yeah, they're going to camp. Like, going to camp, yeah. But they're going going to prison. Um, And it's kind of, like, just the continuation of the problem, right? Because it's, like, they've... To this point, like, all of what's happened has been because the adults refuse to do the right thing and just, like, give the kids yeah. something to do. And, and so now that, like, all this shit's gone down, they're just, like, again, instead of learning the lesson and being, like, we really ought to, uh, you know, rethink the way this community is set up, um, they just are, like, well, we'll send them all to jail. That'll do yeah. it. <laughs> and And we as the viewer are, like... That won't do it at all.
1: (laughs) Seems really dumb. If anything,
0: that's going to make them real ass criminals.
1: (laughs) Yeah, because they don't really, I mean, like, the the beginning of what they do is not very scary like they don't do anything yeah like them as kids is just like well, we like to make out and smoke cigarettes yeah, you they know like, it's do like drugs it, and stuff it's like watching the foot clan yeah you know it's like we're <laughs> skateboarding and fucking playing arcade games
0: no um, arcade games they don't have arcades
1: they don't even have arcade games they'd probably be way better off if they had a half pipe in an arcade yeah, game yeah right uh, <laughs> They need a shredder. So while you were uh,
0: <laughs> I I started looking at this article. Um there was like a Vice article looking back on the movie and talking to the co-screenwriters who I guess so I guess the idea is that these guys kind of started writing it and then they hired um uh Jonathan Kaplan kind of when they had pitched it and and gotten somebody to make it to to kind of finish the screenplay with them and then direct it, right? Uh And so they're saying that this is partly based on a true story. Um, There's like a San Francisco Examiner article about a place called Foster City that was um, like a new community in, I think, in California that um, was built and and didn't have anything for the kids to do. And it had the highest rate of juvenile crime in the country (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, in this tiny little town. And I guess they, they like spent a lot of time there just like sitting and talking with these kids. There's a great line where they're basically just like these kids were so bored, like you wouldn't expect them to be so candid with us about all the crimes that they were doing, but they're so bored that they literally had nothing to do but talk to us.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they're like, You really shouldn't admit it. It's like fine, whatever. whatever. I don't know.
0: <laughs> I just need something. What
1: else do you want to talk about? Um Um Yeah and I guess this movie is shot in what Colorado, mm-hmm. um, but it the original one took place in in California, right? Um,
0: and it feels very California. I feel like planned communities are a real California ass thing. Oh yeah,
1: for sure. I mean, I-, I wanted to say that like this. I I really this movie really resonated with me because I uh when. I grew up in L.A., as many people know, but uh, when I was 13, my parents moved us to North Carolina, mm-hmm. and it was a cul-de-sac in the middle of fucking nowhere. Right. Like, there was a pool, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And, like, there was nothing within walking distance, and I'm 13. Right. There was nothing within walking distance to even do. Like, like there was a gas station, like, miles, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was a gas station, and that's it. bob evans yeah um and so for the first two years i lived there but it wasn't
0: rural right it wasn't like a lot of space either it was like sprawly or what
1: it was just like well yeah that's it was rural in the sense that there was like mostly just a forest behind Mm -hmm. my house and then it was just like roads like streets like there was a highway yeah it's like right off it was like you got off the highway and the only thing that was there was a was a was a cul-de-sac So for the first two years I lived there, it was fucking like this. Like I saw a kid attack an adult with a samurai sword, like (laughs) (laughs) like there was guns just for no reason. Yeah, I mean I've shot a lot of guns in my life, and it's all started in North Carolina. (laughs) Um, uh, it was kind of like this, you know. It's just like fucking each other because there's nothing else to do. Right. I mean, I grew Um, up on
0: on (laughs) Long Island, and and there was definitely like fair amount. More to do than than there is in in you know in in the fake town from this uh, mm-hmm. new Granada. Um, there's definitely like more to do, but it I still felt like that sort of visceral feeling from this of like it, it, the the like the fucked up like irony of being in a dense place but still not having a lot to do. Yeah, because that's kind of what's weird about this and why I asked you if where you lived was rural is like kind of the thing that feels so topsy-turvy about New Granada and about this sort of, you know, planned community type thing is that it is sprawling and densely populated and there's a lot of people, but all there is is people. You know, all there is is houses. (laughs) No matter where you go, it's all houses.
1: And what's really weird is you never see, like, a restaurant. Yeah. Like, what is is there for the people to Mm -hmm. do? Like, there's what are they doing? Where's the bar? Like, are they just, like, going directly home and, you know watching TV and that's all they do. But like, they have they drive TV to, to
0: see a TV. What the oh, fuck yeah, is anybody even... doing in that town?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. It's a very bizarre place and like that's a big problem with like Planning a community in under capitalism yeah (laughs) it's just like well why would we need that they're just workers and you know like they didn't think about it right that people would fucking lose their mind just living in prison Mm -hmm. like that's (laughs) not different than prison you know you you have more space but like you have just as little freedom um basically yeah Um, and and especially if you're a kid they're just in prison right uh, and i I think we'd be remiss to not mention the fact that right now, as we speak in Minneapolis, like there is a an uprising going on uh because of the cops murdering somebody and what's so strange about this movie is that it it makes the idea of policing feel stupid uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> like <I don't, laughs> like what is anyone gonna do that requires a police officer with a gun right like They don't need to be there at all. Like, and it feels ridiculous to have them there. Like, all of the money that's being spent on cops could have just been spent on a bowling alley or, you know, a a workshop. And it feels like... Some place for kids to learn stuff that's cool or something.
0: And this is so uniquely... Perfect for this historical moment, right? Because it's like not right. only is it about you know a, a, an uprising centered around a killing, but then also like with fuel added to the fire based on like this like weird sense of isolation and boredom and like cooped upness and like right and 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 it feels very much like what's happening right now, where like the the the, yeah. the uprising is being made so much more furious and and righteous by the fact that everybody is like there's nothing going on i have nothing to do
1: yeah how does this even happen we're not doing anything yeah that's what's
0: so fucked up about it is you're like how did it even happen who's out
1: yeah like, there's why, first of all, why was anybody out? But second of all, if they were out, why, well, how, he wasn't doing anything.
0: Yeah, cop, we don't go near him. You can't yeah, social stop. distance and stomp no. on somebody.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no one has a mask on in this video. It's insane. It's crazy. Um, and I mean, you know, I'm not going to shame the protesters for not, you know, being social distance oh, no. in the middle no. of a protest. <laughs> uh,
0: I'd like to actually uh, do the opposite and say, keep doing what you're doing. <laughs>
1: keep doing it. I really hope you don't get sick.
0: Yeah, and um, I hope you get everything you want and more. Yeah. Whatever uh, it is that you, you personally here. want, if you're listening.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, if you're a listener to this show and you're in Minneapolis, yeah. I hope you get everything yeah, you, you want. Yeah, you
0: on an individual basis, I hope you get every single thing that you want, whatever that is. Yeah.
1: Mhm and I hope that you pull what we like to call after seeing this movie a Carl. <laughs> 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 but your ending doesn't end with the school bus.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So or I if mean it is
0: that you're going to like a fun sleepaway camp. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> that well, you know, you, did you read about how the fucking fire depart the firemen's union was like we are not putting out fires of things that aren't homes? Huh? Like in in solidarity with the protesters, if it's an auto zone or a police department, you can fuck off. Damn. They just like there's there's video of them just like watching the auto zone burn, and they're just like high fiving
0: people. (laughs) When you said, did you hear about the firemen's union? I was about to be like, uh, what?
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, it's awesome actually. That's great. Yeah, um, they are just. Letting that motherfucker burn.
0: Yeah. Um, so, um, all right. So let's let's wrap this up. Would you recommend Over the Edge?
1: Uh, yeah, I'd I'd recommend it. It's it's a fun time. It's very awkward time in the same way that like kids is quote unquote fun. Mm-hmm. Like it's a it's an it's a well made movie. It doesn't really there's no slog. Um, there is some. I was a little bit felt a little tedium with the sort of beginning ish area of the movie where it's sort of like these kids these like really small children just like being like i want to fuck that girl (laughs) (laughs) and like making out and it's like yeah, I, I'm I'm old enough to where that feels uncomfortable to me, and like right. I know there's like adults behind the camera, and it feels weird. Um, but mostly, there's just a lot of like kids just arguing, and it's sort of just like shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, a lot of
0: like bravado. There's like Matt Dillon in particular has like a lot of um, really cringy sort of lines, and not like cringy because they're like poorly delivered or poorly written or no. anything. Like, they're cringy because it's cringy when a teen says this sort of shit. Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, you know these kind of kids, I mean, you probably grew up with some of these kids yeah. where they're just like, shut up, faggot, I'm cool, and it's like... <laughs> yeah, well, he's got the line that's you're like a the only... 14-year-old. The,
0: the, what was it? Oh, uh, a kid who tells on another kid is a dead it's kid, a de- and you're like, that doesn't <laughs> sound as cool as you think it does, Matt.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're saying kid. It's weird. Um, so there's just some, like, as a movie, it's a weird movie because it's about kids, mm-hmm. and kids are sometimes annoying and so it's it's not always the funnest movie to watch but it is pretty cool because it basically starts with them just like shooting cop cars with bb guns and like matt Dillon just getting the better of cops a bunch (laughs) so if you are like me and in a mindset where you'd really like to see bad things happen to police officers (laughs) definitely watch this movie because there's a lot of it in it
0: yeah and pick up Grand Theft Auto while you're at it.
1: I just played it for the first time. Really? Uh, I pl- I've i downloaded uh, GTA V because I'm going to play it for Left Trigger. Nice. Uh, and I've been practicing because I was told I have to practice. Which
0: one is five? It's the newest one, I guess. Where is it? It's like Los Angeles. Okay. It's always I either mean, it's- Los Angeles or New York. Or there's yeah. one Miami one. But the New York one, uh, I think I've told you this already, but that we, me and my friends, bought a Xbox and uh, and that game, uh, like saved up and went through a whole bunch of like schemes to like save the money to get it. But we got it <laughs> specifically because of how realistically they rendered NYPD.
1: Oh, nice! Oh yeah, the LAPD are very very well rendered. Yeah. You can just walk up to them and shoot them in the head. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I've been doing. Yeah, which, um, uh,
0: yeah, parody, parody, uh. In
1: GTA 5. In
0: GTA 5, you can do that. You and can do GTA that. And in GTA 5, I recommend it.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, one thing I don't, we shouldn't talk about this video game. Uh, <laughs> Uh, on the bonus, we'll yeah, talk we'll talk about, about it on the
0: bonus. All right, yeah. uh, I also recommend this movie. I think it's fantastic. <laughs> I think you should probably watch it in the next week if you can, yeah. while this is still the news cycle, because I think it's it's a particularly poignant thing to watch right now.
1: Yeah. Hopefully, this will be in the news because like L.A. is having like sympathy protests right now, mm-hmm. and like it's getting pretty intense there, and I think New York City might might be on that road too. So
0: maybe next, uh, and and honestly, like there's not a lot else in the news you usually what happens yeah. is like the the 24 hour news cycle just tries to like whip these things through and like talk about it for a day and then move on uh but there's not a lot else nope. going on so tr- we can do Joe Biden sure isn't Trump showing is up anywhere
1: to ban twitter or something who gives a shit yeah whatever <laughs> uh yes so no justice no peace uh when it's our turn we won't apologize for the terror and thank you for listening
0: (laughs) and thank you for listening to generation loss (laughs) it has been another week
1: that was over the edge we liked it it was fun and uh thank you for listening we will see you next time please follow us uh at gen loss pod on twitter uh go to our patreon if you'd like to hear us talk more about these things um that we are allowed to talk about uh patreon.com slash generation loss and we're going to try and do more streaming of movies on the weekends uh twitch.tv slash generation loss just follow us on twitter we'll we'll post about it there when we do it um it's sporadic um but we enjoy it when we do it so hopefully you show up uh other than that follow me at kinematography follow jeremy at jeremy thunder on twitter and we'll see you next time Bye.
0: bye